following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help, and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I've heard you talk a lot about identity. It's so it's crucial, vital that we understand who we are. And uh, there's a little something, a story that I remember about an eagle, if you could share that. <laughs> well, there's an eaglet. Okay. A little eaglet falls to the ground from its nest and is found by a family of turkeys. Now, these turkeys take this little helpless bird uh, under wing and teach him everything he needs to know as to how to survive. But the more he grows, the less he looks like them. He tries hard, so hard to be a good turkey, but he's unhappy. And on several occasions, he sees these mature eagles soaring high into the sky. He feels crushed and defeated. This little eaglet grows and grows up without ever leaving the ground. So one day a wise owl says to him, Who are you? (laughs) What are you doing? The eagle replies, I'm a bad turkey. I try so hard, but I just can't do anything right. The owl says, Your problem is you don't know who you are. You're an eagle, and eagles are meant for the sky. Mm. The eagle's eyes are opened. He sees now who he really is, who he's meant to be, and the eagle finds the courage to try something he's never done before. He stretches out his wings and flaps to the top of the tree to see his way to the sky. Lifting his wings, he rises with the currents, the currents of the wind, and he never looks back. The eagle can now do what he's meant to do because he knows who he really is. This little tale reminds me of the confusion about our identity. I remember when I heard that story, uh, the owl said, you have been turkeyized. But you're not a turkey. (laughs) So the whole trajectory of our lives, at least for some of us, is that we can be affected when we don't understand who God created us to be. It reminds me that family, uh, our family greatly impacts our identity. And this is true physically and true spiritually. Uh, Actually, when I was in college as a freshman, my roommate was from Hong Kong. And we looked like polar opposites. She had the physical characteristics of her Chinese family. I had the physical characteristics of my English family. I was a hunt. And uh, I had curly blonde hair. She had straight black hair. I have uh, green eyes and uh, angular 
features, kind of a square jaw, uh, whereas she had brown eyes and more flattened features. I had light complexion. She had a dark complexion. Um, so let's say I wanted to change my physical characteristics to look like my friend Josephine from Hong Kong. Mm. I could dye my hair black. I could straighten my hair because I have naturally curly hair, more sometimes kinky hair. I don't like kinky. Um, I could wear brown contact lenses. I could darken my complexion with a certain suntan solution. I'm not good at tanning because I'm fair. Uh, however, none of these changes would be permanent. My bone structure, that wouldn't change. If I lived with her family or married into her family or was adopted by family, by her family, I, I would still look like me. My physical characteristics will always resemble my family from an English descent. Well, our physical characteristics come from our family of origin. They are inherited. We're born with them. Just as with the physical characteristics, likewise, uh, we inherit our spiritual characteristics based on the family in which we were born. And now the Bible says, it's talking about the family of Adam, since Adam uh, disobeyed God, he and his descendants are identified with sin. I never forget when I first read Psalm 51.5, Surely I was sinner, sinful from birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. That spiritual family I was born in doesn't determine our spiritual characteristics, but it does determine our spiritual destiny. The, the point is, we can change, whereas we can't change like the eagle will always be an eagle. A turkey will always be a turkey, but God made it possible to be adopted into God's family and we receive a new identity, a new inheritance, a new destiny. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. And so the point is, how do you change families? Jesus said, you must be born again. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to uh, help you get the right resources into your hands or maybe on your computer screen, as the case may be, or whatever would be most helpful to you. They'll help you with that, and the number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also, if you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life, you'd like to have that conversation on an upcoming Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800 800- Night 17. That's 800 N I G H T 17. Just call, leave a message for us. We'll get back as soon as possible to just talk to you about the, that conversation and what kind of questions you might have and how we can help you. That number again, 800 Night 17, 800 644 4817. June, you mentioned Eagles before. We're coming up on a Super Bowl weekend. Does this does that indicate your loyalty or? Well, I do have a loyalty, but it may be a little different (laughs) than to the Eagles. Um, By the way, somebody just sent this to me today, and I... Okay. You should be as excited about church as about the Super Bowl. So when your pastor makes a point this Sunday... Poor Gatorade over his head. <laughs> well, um, if people don't understand, you know, that's okay. But um, I, one of our team members from Hope for the Heart uh, sent this to me, and I got such a kick out of that. Um, obviously, um, there are uh, different views about who will win, but yes. the, the issue is... Um, I happen to love football, and I always have. So, Well, if somebody does that to their pastor, I want to see video, so they can okay. send it to us. <laughs> Let's get to our caller for tonight, and uh, we welcome a listener from New York listening online to us. Uh, tonight, we welcome Stephen. Well, hello, Stephen. Welcome to Hope. Hello, John. Good to talk with you. How can we help you? Um, yeah, I'm sorry, i to um, well, uh, back in high school, which for me was about You said high school? Ago. Okay. Okay. Forty years ago, uh, you were in high school. Mm. 
that's not always the easiest time of life. At least wasn't for me, but continue. Um, well, I was very shy and withdrawn. I think I think it's because transitioning from a elementary school to high school, um, big change in um, number of people there, and you know a lot of, a lot of people I knew in grammar school didn't go to high school I went to. Um, and I was really quiet and shy withdrawing in high school. Yes. And there was this one kid who, uh, always, like, we were in English class together. And before English class, he'd always call me and, like, uh, give me the high five, you know? Okay. So, we, um, went on from, like, my freshman year until uh, May of that year. Uh, I was at home getting ready for my uh, confirmation class. And then I got a phone call. And um, I didn't know who it was. Uh, they didn't identify themselves. And it was like a Phone call wasn't really up to you. It was more like uh, just kept talking and, well, you know who this is. I don't, I don't know who this is. And, uh, like, you know, I tried to get him off the phone because I do it in my confirmation class. Mm. <laughs> okay. Saying stuff that wasn't making any sense. And um, I just finally hung up on him because I, I had to go and he wouldn't get off the phone. So, mm. um, Next day in school, um, it bugged me all night long. I was trying to figure out who it was, and I couldn't. I couldn't think of it. And so English class came, and the guy that usually came with me to high five, he didn't. He didn't do that this time. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was this this, this kid that made the phone call. Ah, okay. So I wrote him a letter. And um, it was, I said things in it that I shouldn't have said. <laughs> I was like, um, I asked him about the phone call. And I said, it's the way he was acting <laughs> when he was on the phone. I finished the letter with, like, you were probably too high or too drunk to remember what went on anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like 16, 15 years old. I don't remember how it was another freshman. But um, he called me about the letter, and I, of course, lied about it. <laughs> but um, ever since then, he just like, kind of stopped talking to me and stuff. And um, I became obsessed with this kid. Like, I found out where he lived, and I would walk his house. Um, I remember the first time I did it, I brought a notebook and pen with me. If I got lost, I'd write down every street name that I passed. So I know which street name to go back, you know, to get back home. Um, and that continued throughout most of my high school year. 
uh, high school years, um, up until I was a senior. And um, this girl that I worked with, who also went to school with us, she informed me that, you know, me going up to his house, I was scaring his mother, which I never intended to do. So that's when I stopped going to his house. Um, now, what did she now, actually say? Um, Stephen, what did what did she actually say to you that it 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 was um, it, um, give, give, give me her words. I mean, oh. Just I would go to the house and just hang out, you know, um, like by the tree in front of the house or uh, across okay. the street. Um, and a lot okay. of things like I used to keep a, a like a diary. <laughs> When I was in high school, and it would be all about this kid. And I think my whole focus in high school was on this one kid and trying to, I don't know, it seems like I was obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. And now, years later, it's like I still think about that. And now it's like um, I'd like to... It's like I'm, I'm, I want him to see where I am now as opposed to when I was in high school. Like, um, well, when I was in high school, uh, we went to a, well, my mom, okay. <laughs> my parents were both, you know, uh, disabled. Uh -huh. So we were really poor when I was a kid. Graduated from high school, is that right? In '85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you see him 
periodically after that, or not really? No. Um, no. I haven't seen them since then. Wow. But okay. From time to time, I'll like Google his name or, you know, stuff like that. So I know he lives close to me still. I, I just never seen him again since high school, but he still mm -hmm. lives in the same city. So what do you wish would, um, it sounds like you wish you could make contact, if you were to make contact, what would you want to say? Because l l let, me, let me repeat back what you, I think you have said. You were in high school um, 40 years ago. You were shy and withdrawn. By the way, I also, uh, I did not talk much at all, um, and but there were reasons why. But there was this one kid, um, and it's like, it's like, I gather he paid some attention to you. Is that right, initially? Yes, well, yes. Okay. Up until that day. Okay, and then he he, he uh, help me with that one part. So he he did, and I know you 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 communicated to him like you were too high or too drunk to remember. You said you and you became obsessed with him. But what did he do right after um, you? Um, there was some kind of uh, help me understand what happened that before you were talking about how he he was either too high or too drunk what did he do oh it was a phone call that he just won't get off the phone with me oh that's right um, okay yeah got yeah and so then you became obsessed with him and you were, you found where he lived, then, um, so you would kind of found out how to get to his house. You would be even across the street by a tree, but it was some, this other kid, girl said uh, it was scaring his mother. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topics, uh, maybe something here has piqued your interest. You'd like to find out more information, and, and uh, maybe it relates to something that you're dealing with in your life. We would like to help you with some resources. Uh, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. Uh, they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources. There are over 100 titles and topics to choose from, so just get in touch with them. Again, the number is 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. If you'd like to go to our website, we encourage that at hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you can peruse the titles and find what might stand out to you as being interesting and maybe most helpful to you. We invite you to do that. Again, it's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to our conversation with Stephen. Stephen, I can just tell you that the worst time of my life was my um, those those teen years and uh, there's a lot of transition that goes on you know from childhood to adulthood and that's that in between time for some of us and it sounds like it was uncomfortable for you um, and uh, I I just I just think uh, I'm just so grateful. <laughs> Truthfully, I've, I've I've always said, oh, you know, I literally literally thank God that I never have to go back to those high school years and junior high years. But um, I'm I'm just saying I I know what it's like to feel uh, very alone and very. Um, not fitting in, but I couldn't talk. I couldn't share things uh, at that point in my life. And so I'm just telling you identify with some of the emotion. Now, you had a situation where this guy calls you, and um, he doesn't identify himself, and he wouldn't get off the phone, so you ultimately hung up on him. And yet then you became obsessed with him and tried to find him. You found out where he lived. You went to his home. Would but you know you would just kind of hang around and like across the street by a tree or something and then this 
schoolmate um, said you're scaring his mother. And um, so um, you you just then described it was hard. You were in this Catholic school. You felt you didn't fit in. Um, so help me help me understand. Um, Okay, I'm going to well, ask, what, what, what is your question for me right now? Well, basically, I'm just wondering why it's so hard for me now uh, to get over this. It's been so long. Um, why do I still keep not, every, not as much as I used to, but every once in a while still think about the guy, you know, like I said, I Google his name sometimes, and mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's so hard for me to get over this problem I had in high school. <laughs> it's been a long time. And Okay, tell me, how would you identify, when you think, this problem in high school, how would you then describe what what was the problem that you would like to get uh, get get resolved I think I think I think it's more like um Rejected mm-hmm. by him in high school, and he was—he was a popular kid, and he was on a football ah. team, lacrosse team. Um, everybody knew him, and uh, just—and mm. basically, after this happened, he just ignored me the rest of high school, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm surprised he never, <laughs> he never, like, picked a fight with me. <laughs> you know, like, this one classmate told me I was scaring his mother, and uh, it's just surprising to me. And um, I don't know, I just wish that uh, mm-hmm. I, I just wish that I could get over this. It's been too long, and... Um, you know, let, let me make a comment about that. Um, I'm going to ask, if you met someone, you know, just along the way and someone else was talking about feeling rejected, do you feel you would have more compassion for someone who would describe feeling like uh, someone saying... Uh, I, I was kind of a loner, not that I wanted to be alone, but I I didn't really have friends. If that if somebody's describing themselves in this way, do you feel that you would have more compassion, more empathy, more understanding of someone who has been rejected? 
Or do you think it yeah. wouldn't matter? I would, I would feel uh, more empathy. Actually, when I told the story before, <laughs> hearing myself say it, I felt sorry for the kid I used to be. Um, hmm. Wow. It's just... Yeah, and so, I, I, I talked to someone else about this and suggested that I should maybe look this up and go apologize to him. And they didn't think that was a good idea. I don't hmm. know. They, they thought that it would be a rejection all over again, maybe, and that would be even more painful than the first time. I don't know what the reason was, but they didn't think it was a good idea. And they would do that. I'll tell you what I think could be helpful. Have you ever written out what you just shared with me? Um, well, like I said, I used to keep a diary back in high school, but would it was basically just about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd see him yeah. in the lunchroom, I'd write it down. I'd pass him in the hallway, I'd write it down. Um, I went to his house, I'd write that down. You know, it was like an obsession. I, I felt like a stalker. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. looking back now, and it, it makes me feel like I was stalking him. But back in high school, I was just, I didn't think like that. I thought, I, I think what I really wanted was just, just his attention, you know, to, Yes. Pay attention to me again. Mm-hmm. Well, in truth, the, that high school time frame uh, was painful. You didn't have you and apparently you didn't have a true friend. And here, as you said, he was the only one initially. It, for a period of time, who paid attention to you. And so it's kind of like, um, if you can imagine, like parched soil, you know, where it's there's hardly any, there's, there's no water, and then all of a sudden here's some water, and it, you, you were, your soul was thirsty for friendship and sometimes we don't know how to some of us um, don't know how to relate or how you know because I, I could I could see who the popular kids were and I I would just look and and um, yet uh, it, it's making sense what you've said um I I just wonder if you were to even just put it in writing and a, a thought that I have is that was then this is now that was then this is now in fact I want you to say that after me that was then that was then this is now Say it again. That was then, this is now. Mm-hmm. You can look at 
things in the past, um, realize when you were approximately, you know, 15, 16, um, that's very different from what happens in your 20s. The brain, your brain doesn't even develop until age 25, 25 to 28. And um, it sounds like you were hurting and, you know, truly starved for friendship. And, but that, and, and the emotions are much stronger uh, in your brain. This is just a, a fact of the brain. Uh, during those years, it's called the amygdala. But the point is, emotions are much stronger than being able to think with reasoning, which is the last part of your brain to develop. And as you later grow, you know, uh, you're able to have a different part of your brain that kicks in uh, because it develops uh, reasoning and things that you could do differently than, than the emotional part of that what what I'm going to call as you you've said it several times obsession. Um, the thought of that I would have is if you were to write out your story and you're just doing it for you, then then you come back and read it at, after you've written it out, and then for you to put past the for the hurt hurting times um we're like i you know saying i didn't fit in past the the painful part you just put that word past because that was that was then but this is now and and you can also thank God that you have a compassion where a lot of people don't because they were always popular. I'm just thinking if you do just that one thing for you, we'll, we'll talk about that a little more. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we do thank you for that. If you have questions or concerns about the topic here on the program, just give our customer support team a call at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They can help you access the appropriate resources. Our key is for living on rejection and Uh, a rejection and abandonment called Healing the Wounded Heart. Uh, That's available as well as many other titles by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You may also email them if you'd like to ask questions or order directly uh, through the email. They can get in touch with you then if you'd email customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Getting back to our conversation now with Stephen. Stephen, the the reason I'm thinking uh, for you to write out your story, um, I recently was asked, um, June, would you write out what was what it was like growing up? And it was hard. It was it was painful. And I I am one who typically does not have tears, but I can tell you I I did have tears. Um, And yet, I was able to see how the pain of the past did sensitize me to um, to help me have much more compassion for other others, uh, whether it's kids or later, you know, even adults. And um, I understand it's like, what what do you do now? Um, if, if you were not to see him, I know he still lives somewhat near. Um, if, let, let me ask that question. If you were to see him, what do you wish you could say to him? Um, I'd just like to apologize for uh, high school and uh, the letter I wrote to him and lying about it and 
think that's, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I think that's what started it all. But actually, it was probably his phone call to me that actually started it. But there was um, some time later in life, I worked at a place and someone from high school worked there too, and he, uh, it wasn't the scale of someone else. He just apologized for the way I was treated in high school. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can remember, he never treated me bad. Um, we weren't friends, but I remember him ever treating me bad. He just apologized for high school. And we were, like I said, he never really did anything to me. So. Okay. Well, this this is the thought that I have. Sometimes it can be helpful when, as I said, for you to go on and write out what you shared, because it it touches my heart, what you shared. Uh, I, I hear that you were lonely, and I remember being lonely. I remember not talking, not telling people, you know, what, and, um, but my, my thought is, you could write out what what was true, the things that you said, and and you said I felt rejected. Uh, he was popular. Um, and you said he ignored me the rest of the time in high school. Um, and and you even said I feel sorry for the kid I used to be. Wow, that's that's very profound. I feel sorry for the kid I used to be. But you know, this is what what we have. I mean, some of us in 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 school, um, you, you you don't know what to do. I mean, you've not been there before. And what you could do is after you write the letter and you go back and even put past, past, past about not fitting in, past about how you felt, um, and and then to thank God that there are positive things that you did learn in your life uh, through through the pain. We learn perspective. We learn to identify with others. Um, And then you could do a letter, uh, you could write a letter to him. Not that you're going to send it, but you, what would you, I asked, what would you say? And you said, I would apologize. Well, you could write that, just say, and, and state how you felt in in high school, and then write the apology. Uh, and then let's see what God would want you to do after that. But would you be willing to write your story, and then secondly? write a letter 
that is not intended for you to send at that moment, but what would you say to him? And you put it in writing. What do you, would you be willing to do those two things? You're writing your own story and then writing a letter of, of apology of what you would want to say. Would you be willing to do that? Okay. And um, sometimes when we put things in writing, it can really help us. And we have something I'm going to send you. It's on the topic of rejection and abandonment. And it's subtitled Healing the Wounded Heart. And there's a section in this, and that is, it's, you are accepted even when rejected. And it's how to focus on the facts, not on feelings. For example, when you're tempted to feel defeated due to being rejected, you can say to the Lord, thank you, Lord, for loving me. And by the way, this is where the Bible says, uh, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's 1 John 3.16. And you could write, literally, or what you will read when I send this to you. Uh, the fact is, again, not feelings, focusing on facts, not feelings. Thank you, Lord, that you are with me. Well, the, the Bible says the Lord your God is with you. He will take great delight in you. In his love, uh, he will no longer rebuke you, but you will but will rejoice over you with singing. You would write, I mean, you would read, and we have this all written out. Thank you, Lord, that you forgive me. Psalm 32, verse 5 says, I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. By the way, let me just ask, Stephen, has there been a time in your life where you know you humbled your heart and you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving him actual control of your life? Or is that something you would want to do? Yes, I've done that. You've done that. So where is Jesus right now in relation to you? in my heart. That's right. And you know what? He says he will never leave you, nor forsake you. In fact, the way it occurs is um, he adopts, he adopted you and me into his family. And I never will forget, uh, I did not know that language. I didn't know that we were adopted. Um, I 
I was surprised. Uh, John, uh, the very first uh, um, chapter, verse 12 says, To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And, and we see the word adoption used, that we are adopted. We are born technically in the family of Adam, and then we're adopted into the family of Christ. And it, that's, that's pretty extraordinary, very extraordinary, that so you would say, thank you, Lord, that you adopted me. In fact, um, we have, it, we, it goes on and on. Thank you, Lord, that you will complete your work in me. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. This is Philippians 1.6. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you will never leave me. Thank you, Lord, that you care for me. We're told, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Thank you, Lord, that you have accepted me. And we are told he has made us uh, accepted in the beloved. Thank you, Lord, that you live in me. And that's extraordinary. He's not, and I asked you, where is he? You said he's in your heart, and that's true. Well, I didn't know that concept even until eventually I saw some people who had authentic Christianity, and it made all the difference because I wanted what they had. Um, thank you, Lord, that you've given me everything I need to live a godly life. And that's you, Stephen. Thank you, Lord. It, his, the Bible says His divine power has given us everything we need to live a godly life. So I'm, I'm going to be sending this to you as a gift from our ministry on rejection because you, you did feel rejected and you were. But you are not rejected now. And I think this could help you and my prayer is that you're so welcome. So write out your story and write out this letter. And if there's something you need to ask forgiveness for, put it in that letter. And then you let the Lord lead you as to what to do. We will send our keys for living called Rejection and Abandonment, uh, Healing the Wounded Heart. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.